Hey, we have an amazing event coming up, the Expert Advantage Workshop Series, where every day for a week, starting on Monday, May 20th, it's myself and another expert coming on to present to you about various kinds of things to help you with your brand and your business. Our brand new experts and residents in pro are gonna be there to co-host these workshops with me, and you're not gonna wanna miss it. You'll have a chance to ask all of them questions, and it's completely free to join. All you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. On Monday, May 20th, Amy Nelson's gonna come on, and we're gonna talk social media, but specifically how to drive revenue and connect with important stakeholders that matter to you in your business using social media. The next day, we have Noshin Chen, and she's gonna lead a presentation about how to become a better communicator, how to increase those skills faster, because that's gonna help you not just connect with new people, new clients, but also get your idea across better. Ton of takeaways in that presentation. And all you have to do to sign up and join and get all the links that you need is smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Again, one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Join us on our Expert Advantage workshop series. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 1216 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Karthik Vijayakumar, who is a member of SPI Pro, who, as a result of being an SPI Pro, has found a new direction in his business. And what's really neat is that this is the thing he's going to be doing now. And he's having a little bit of a dilemma related to fully leaning into who he is and the fact that he does get a lot of inspiration from myself and, and Team SPI and how to balance the idea between you know getting inspired and being motivated by somebody, but also not wanting to step on somebody else's toes or copy them too much, or if at all. So this might be something that you might be going through but whether or not, you're gonna find some inspiration and motivation here from Karthik here at the end because we do have some amazing things open up for him and some amazing realizations that he'll take forward and hopefully you can take forward as well. So here he is, Karthik Vijayakumar, who you can find at designyourthinking.com. Karthik, welcome to Ask Pat. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thanks, Pat. A pleasure being here. Uh, it's a privilege being looking forward to this. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to learning more about you. So why don't we do that right now and then we can dive in. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. I'm a podcast host, a copywriter and, and a course creator. I started this blog called the Design Your Thinking blog back in 2016. Later that year, I started my podcast after watching those seven videos on YouTube that you had. You didn't have a course. Fast forward like five years, 2021. I wanted to give an interest that I had developed over the last many years a shot, which is uh, copywriting. So I decided a couple of things. One is to start a brand new podcast, the Launch Plan podcast, and and also I decided I need to find people that I can uh, I can connect with and bounce off ideas. So I joined SPI Pro last year. In the process of all this happening, I I was looking for guests and I had a bunch of them from SPI Pro, and uh, had a bunch of really good conversations with some amazing people. And one of those conversations ended up having me find out that I had this opportunity that I could potentially pursue, which is around uh, writing sales copies. So that's what I do, do today. So you know, I help course creators 
with uh, high converting copies and uh, and also I have this podcast the launch plan podcast nice so copywriting an absolutely massive skill and very important to learn how did you develop your skills there what did you do to, to train yourself on that I mean I spent about 15 years before I took a career break in 2016 in product and marketing with startups uh, I worked in the Bay Area New York and uh, in India so in the process of doing this I, I, I realized one of the areas that I wanted to focus on is communicating what we build to the audience, which is to customers and partners and people like that. So I had this interest in copy for a long time. But when I took this break and I started this podcast, for me, podcast was the, the first podcast I started was a game changer because it introduced me to a lot of people. And I got a lot of opportunities coming my way. So a few opportunities that I worked on was helping people create their websites. So people, someone out of the wild came and asked me if you can help me create a website like yours, like mine. I said, sure, because I didn't know what it takes to. And I realized what, what was really something I enjoyed doing in this process was writing the copy. So that's how I started to, uh, to like copy. And then I started uh, selling my courses. So I realized how important sales copies were. So that's how I narrowed down to sales copies. Are your courses on sales copy or what are your courses about specifically? No. So interestingly, uh, the, uh, all my courses that I uh, sold until last year were all around podcasting, primarily around interviewing, how to interview people, how to sound design, soundscape your uh, episodes, how to reach out to guests. And that was what I primarily was doing. And last year, um, you know, because of this decision, I, I made a conscious choice to move away from selling those courses and instead becoming an affiliate for your courses. And I did that. To, to come at that um, uh, you know, decision, I actually tried a simple experiment. So I created a blog post and did all the keyword targeting and all of it. So my goal was to see if people reading that blog post would get would buy your program. And the way I did is was to put together an affiliate funnel. And anyways, the long story short, it started to work. I started to generate some sales. I thought this is going to, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going to double down and do that for podcasting side of, um, you know, what I teach. So stop selling those courses and instead give those courses as a bonus for people who use my affiliate link to buy your courses. Smart. And this year, my goal is to primarily focus on copywriting and related courses and masterclasses. That's really cool. Well, thank you for promoting Power Up Podcasting and our courses. Uh, I, we appreciate that so, so much. And I mean, that just speaks to the power of affiliate marketing because you have this connection to your audience and they trust you. And then you pushing that trust to us, uh, first of all, just honored, but also there are great tools out there that you could serve your audience with that aren't yours. And I love the fact that you're using your own versions of that as a bonus. I think that's super smart. But this allows you to focus on what you really want to focus on, which is copywriting and course sales for others. So tell me about your business model now. I know you have the podcast, Launch Plan Podcast. How are you getting clients for your work? It started through the podcast itself. So I was interviewing this person called Jake Lang, and you have you, he's been on the show before. So he's inside. Uh, he's also a member inside SPI Pro. So I was interviewing him, and after every interview, we end up connecting. So some some guests connect better than others. I realized there is some trick there. I don't I've not figured it out quite well, but I think uh, we connected pretty well. And uh, I was looking at his membership sales page, uh, in fact, uh, one of his older sales pages, and I thought that could definitely do some work. So I, I asked him if I can do something for him for free, and in, in exchange, he could give me a testimonial and maybe become a referral client, so to speak. So he said yes, and uh, what I did, 
Uh, one thing I, I realized in the market was there were a lot of copywriters writing sales pages, but they were, and, and all of them did their trick and they gave you great copies. But what I wanted to do is in the process of doing this, I wanted to show the person who's hiring me how this is done. So what I did was with Jake, I said, four Mondays we'll meet, consecutive Mondays we'll meet, and one hour, one and a half hours we're going to spend on call. And in front of you, I'm going to actually write your page, right? So did this across four weeks, and he had his page, and he was like, wow, this is great. You should probably be selling this. I said, cool, this is, you know, how much would you pay for this? And that's how it started. So he started off by uh, by triggering this idea that I should actually uh, write. And in fact, he said you should also sell courses that uh, he would uh, become an affiliate for. It was a lot to take in. So I spent a couple of weeks thinking through it and decided to go ahead and give it a shot. So in terms of the business model, basically everything is getting started at this point, Pat. So I have this masterclass that is uh, out for pre-sale. Uh, so subsequent to this, you know, inside the SPI Pro Mastermind that I'm part of, Everyone told me that you should go and put a post inside SPI Pro. So I went and put a post inside SPI Pro asking people if they would like me to review their pages, the sales pages. So five of them put their hands up and I had these reviews done and one of them actually wanted to hire me. So that's how I pre-sold, quote unquote, I had my first customer. And so right now I have like five people six people's testimonials and uh, all ready to open the doors for the pre-launch. I love this story because it shows the impact that you can have by offering something so valuable for free right up front and then the doors that that could open up, especially when you do that for the right person. And you probably blew this person's mind so much that he's now wanting to, to work with you and support you and, and pay you back in some way. So, you know, possible JV partner there long-term for sure. So. All right, great. It sounds like you just started this sort of new path in your business. And I'd love to know, like, how are you feeling? Is it exciting to you? Is it scary? What are the like the emotions that are coming in with this new direction? It's very exciting to tell you the truth. It's very, very exciting. But at the same time, there is a lot of areas uh, that's kind of making me a little anxious, I would say, because uh, Pat, one thing I've seen with you is, you know, right, you know, I've been following you from 2008, 2009, wow. um, <laughs> a year before I got married. And since then, I've seen the way you've grown your business. And I always dreamt that one day I'll probably do something like you. But then when I saw these calls go by, the one I had with Jake or the other people, right inside the call, people told me how how warm it was, you know, how I made them feel comfortable mm. and how mm. they they actually um, just felt so, uh, felt like opening up, right? So I was thinking, I mean, this is exactly the feeling I get with you. Even though you don't know me, I get that feeling when I listen to you, read your blog post, whatever. I was thinking, how can I do this on my website? So one of the things I worked on early this year is to completely redo my website. So I have read on the website. I have read your Superfans book. There are a few elements I've tried to bring in. So one thing that I definitely wanted to bring up and put on the table here to, to get your opinion and advice on is to how do I build trust the way Patlin does? And I thought best is to ask you to, do, to tell me how. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And so let's dive in. I'd love to ask you as a counter, what did I do 
that earned your trust? <laughs> many things. Uh, I think there are there are many, many things that you've done. Uh, first off, and the biggest thing I think is your videos, the seven uh, you know, videos that you have on YouTube where you teach how to start a podcast. So it taught you something like that you were looking to figure out how to do, right? Something that it was everything you needed, right? And it got you a result, correct? Yes, it got me result and it got me more than what I expected, you know, I would say, because I, I just wanted to learn how to start. I just wanted to figure out what gears to get and stuff like that. But what happened in the process is, you know, I saw the podcast, you know, the first podcast that I started in, in less than a year did more than 250,000 downloads. And for someone who was doing something like that in back in 2016, it was, it was crazy. And I just didn't expect it. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, I, and I have to, I always thought one day I'll speak to you and tell you this, uh, to admit that I copied a couple of your email copies. Uh, sorry about that, but it, it really worked. It's all right. We put them in our courses for everybody anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> so I copied the email where we said three important things, you know, X, Y, and Z, first email. I really loved it. And then, and people, when I used it, actually people wrote back to me saying, you know, they, they responded to that email. They said how much that email, I, and I, I've told them that I, I, I just copied this person, go and check him out anyways, because I, I was in a completely unrelated industry back then. So I think, these are just small things. Uh, there are so many things. That's exactly, if I knew how you did it to me, I probably wouldn't be sitting here and asking you this question, Pat. So I, I just want to understand what magic you've done. So You picked up the book, Superfans. A lot of my magic is is in there for everybody. You know, a lot of those little touch points and you've touched on a few of those already. The idea of, you know, serving first and showing up and offering something where a person can get a result, you know, whether it's a big thing like, hey, I helped you start a podcast or even a small thing like, hey, here's an email you used it yourself and boom, you're getting responses that can only do nothing but help with the trust and loyalty that sort of we have for each other there. Some other things that I do is I, I try to inject my personality a little bit into my brand a lot more than perhaps others. And that can include many things, right? It, it can include the fact that I talk about my family and you don't have to talk about family in order to, to build trust, but that's just a part of who I am. And so I share it. My nerdiness, I think, comes through and I'm not saying you must be a nerd or else it's not gonna work. But again, just whatever I feel embodies me uniquely, I share with the world, right? I, I inject my personality into it. So my love for Back to the Future is sort of sprinkled throughout my content. And although not everybody is also a Back to the Future fan, that's something now that they know about me so that when they see a DeLorean on the street or the movie comes on ABC or USA, they're reminded of me and, and that's interesting. I think the other thing is that the language I use with my audience is really, really key. And this is a big eye opener that once I started to dive into the research of who my audience was and what it is exactly that you needed and how you spoke about what it is your, your challenges were, if I could relay things back to you in that same language and use literally the same, I mean, you know this as a copywriter, just basically you don't have to make things up, just use the same words that your audience is using. And so I've been able to do that, not just on sales copy and emails, but also just in actual conversations with people and in my podcast and, and then later on video. Uh, one thing that I still continue to do, you probably heard me talk about this, but I still do my best to try to have 10 conversations, like real conversations, just like you and I are having right now with members of my audience and specifically brand new email subscribers. And when I could get on a call with them, not only are they just blown away about the fact that I wanna have a conversation, but to me, that's the, the most golden conversation I can ever have because now I'm listening to them, I'm learning what their problems and pains and struggles are. I can empathize with them because there's a real person there now, not just a made up avatar, you know, Jimmy's 32 and he 
you know, has two kids and whatever. It's like, no, this is Antoinette. And she just tried to launch and it failed for her. And I can really feel that story and then put that into my work moving forward. And then also just taking note, literally taking notes of the way they describe what it is that they're going through. In my head, as somebody who's been doing this for a while, I have a curse. The curse is that I know how this works and I've been doing this for a while. And this is called the curse of knowledge. When when you know something, it's impossible to know truly what it might be like to not know that thing anymore. These conversations bring me back as close as possible to that so that I can have a more one-to-one relationship. Even to people on the podcast, for example, and you have a podcast yourself, you know, you have to remember that Yes, it's scalable for us. It's one person, us talking to many. But to the person on the other end, it's literally one-to-one. It's a one-to-one conversation. So I've done as much as I can to make them feel like I'm talking to them. And that even includes not saying things like, hey, you guys, or hey, everybody, hope you're doing well. It's like, I hear that you might have a problem with email marketing. So today in this episode, I want to help you get more email conversions. You know, it's like that kind of language is like, wow, there's like a real connection there. And if you can focus on that, I mean, that's how you stand out from other people who are also going to be targeting that same person, right? In fact, I have a question right there, uh, Pat. I mean, you know, and that was the thing that really kept me away from all of this for a long time, I would I would guess, because in my case, I, I share a lot of things in common with you. So if I if I put things out, it will sound more like Pat Flynn, I think. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love my family. I, I I love Back to the Future. I love Lego. Me and my son, we play Lego all the time. So, how do you bring that element of you? I mean, I don't know if you've if you ever thought of this. Like, you know, we we are all made of the same kind of taste, but similar taste. But then when the tastes are overlapping so much, it just I just feel guilty of putting it out because like, oh no, this is what Patron would do. And someone who's following him will think I'm doing like him, you know? Yes, and I mean, I understand that. I understand that. I mean, first of all, I don't own Back to the Future and it's like not, you know, something that other people can't enjoy either. So I think that you should embody who it is that you are. And if a lot of that overlaps, then a lot of that overlaps, right? You could become the Pat Flynn of the copywriting space. I mean, that could be something that you could sort of take ownership on. And then what I love about this is you could also be just be very upfront, like, hey, you might know Pat Flynn. Well, he and I, I feel like we're brothers from another mother because we both like this and we both like this and I respect him and he's helped me get here. And here's what I can do for you that I got inspired by Pat. He helps people with podcasting. Well, my role is to help you with copywriting. You see how now I just addressed it up front and made it sort of a part of the story instead of trying to avoid it. And then I'm sure there's things about you specifically that are unique to you. And of course, when you share, and you don't have to, but you can share your own specific stories with your family that are gonna be different from mine just by default, pictures, all those kinds of things. Again, whatever you and your family's comfort level is, is, is important to consider. But I think that you could use that as as sort of a way to inspire even others to understand that, wow, okay, he is kind of like Pat, but a different because he focuses on copywriting, which Pat Flynn doesn't. So therefore, I can now understand more wholly like what I can look forward to here and know that I'm getting something different. I think that there's a right way to do that. And there's obviously a wrong way to do that. If, if you copied my website word for word and just replaced your picture and the thumbnails of our videos were exactly the same, except it was your face in the same position, you know, there's a wrong way to do it. And I think that as long as you are just using common sense and, and respectable, and the fact that you even brought it up today shows that you're, you want to do this the right way, I don't think there's anything to worry about. And, 
you know, there are going to be people who don't even know who I am. You know, there's going to be people who find you through ads and your podcast and referrals who they're like, wait, who's this Pat Flynn guy? I didn't even know he existed and you seem to be similar to him. Cool. But I want copywriting help. So Karthik, you're my guy. So hopefully that relieves a little bit of weight. No, I I just feel a lot better because I I realized I do talk about you in my affiliate related emails, the funnel. So I probably could talk about you and maybe even leave a link to one of your courses. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say no to that. I'm just making it up. So yeah, you just got me thinking here, Pat. So th- thanks for that. I don't know uh, if if this, I mean, that's definitely a, a place to start for me. Uh, but but is there, a, is there a way I can actually bring out the feeling of, you know, someone trusting me because they don't hear me online. Like when you talk to me, the the sincerity with which I come to come and approach what I create, right? So, is is there is there a tip or two that you have in terms of how you go about? Yeah, I got you. I got you. One of the easiest things to understand is that we as humans will connect faster with people when we see that other people are also connecting with that person. It's the group mentality, right? The herd mentality. And so, there's a lot of strategies, as you know, on sales pages to provide more social proof. There's the idea that if you are featured in a particular article from a well-known publication, you share that logo and people automatically assume that there's a little bit more trust there because the New York Times wrote about you or Entrepreneur Magazine, you know, that kind of thing. But even more important than that is when a person can see that other people were there or working with you before them and they had some amazing results and, and an amazing conversation or an amazing time, then therefore, even if they don't know that person, they at least can understand, especially the more genuine and open that testimonial or story is, the more likely they're going to fast forward that relationship building with you. So uh, one, one thing that I love doing on my show, for example, is featuring students of my coursework on my podcast. Because not only does it, you know, and I, and I don't have them come on and, and I, I don't, cue them up by saying, hey, tell me why Power of Podcasting is the most amazing course you've ever taken. I say, well, why did you want to start a podcast in the first place? And they talk about it and that relates to the person who's finding me for the first time. Oh, me too. Or yes, I was also scared of technology. You know, what are the challenges and struggles that you had? And they tell those stories and those are the same stories that everybody else has who's watching or listening. And then they talk about what happened after they started or after they finished their coursework and and implemented the thing. And then they're painting a picture now of the future of those who are there listening for the first time or finding me for the first time. And so they go, wow, like I want those same results. And you got those results from Pat Flynn? Well, then I want to get those results from Pat Flynn too, because I want to go through the same process. So the more that you, Karthik, can tell stories about the before and after of those who have come across your work and who you've helped, the more likely a person is going to just fast forward that trust with you because somebody else was proven to not just trust you, but get results, the same results that that person might be going for as well. I think that's a great point. Uh, and I'm, I'm definitely going to do that with my podcast. There's one other question that I have for you, uh, which is regarding pricing. So now that I'm starting off with this whole line of business uh, with copywriting, you know, the first thing that I was told when I was speaking to Jake in this case, he told me like, how much would you pay for this? He said the number is 2,500 at the least. And to me, that seemed to be a little too high. So I said, I'm probably going to be, you know, charging a thousand, thousand to start with. Now, what is the right price for me to start with? I think that's, I know you've answered this question for different people. Uh, and I, I went back to so many episodes, just listen to 
hoping that I'll find an answer. I still don't have the right answer. So I think I just want to ask you that because it's again very related to the trust part because when people trust you, uh, I don't think twice to pay, you know, pay something for a course that you put out. Now, how can I do that with people, with my audience? Well, that happens over time, right? As, as I mentioned in Superfans, you know, Superfans aren't created the moment people find you. Superfans are those who, you know, get those special moments from you over time. And that's when, you know, you have like that Apple fanboy who camps out before a new phone, before they even like read any reviews. They don't care. They just, they just want it. And that takes time to get there. To answer your question, as far as like, especially with new people coming across your stuff, I think you have to change the focus from who you are to rather hear the results that you could provide for somebody. And I want to ask you with relation to pricing, like what are you most worried about? I'm just worried about uh, not having the street creds of say certified copyright or whatever it is when I'm doing something, but I'm I'm really proud of the outcome of what we what I create uh, for in this case, what I did for Jake, the outcome was really good. He's making sales. I really don't know, frankly, what I'm worried about. I'm just probably not, not too comfortable charging like 2,500, like what he said, because what if people think, I don't know, like, well, who's this guy to charge 2,500? Let's go to the extreme. What if you charged 200 bucks for a service like this, like a very high-end service, you obviously know what you're doing. What do you think the perception is going to be if you just charge so little. People pr probably would not even trust me in the first place. I wouldn't even think it's worth my time to do it. That for sure. And there's this perception of value based on the price point that you offer. So it's interesting because you said you're worried about people not trusting you. However, when we lower the price, eventually there comes a point where that just removes even more trust. So that leads me to believe that the price point is, isn't even really about the trust is and, and the price point aren't there. What it, okay, let me ask you another question. If you knew that there was this client and they had a product that you knew that if, if you just improve their sales page, they would increase their sales by $5,000 a month or even $3,000 a month, which is, you know, $36,000 a year. Does the $2,500 seem a little bit more easy for you to grasp in terms of? Right charging that price point because that's ultimately what a person wants. They don't, if you could help them make that much more money, honestly, it's like, they're gonna be your best friend if they've even just met you for the first time. And it's the stories that you tell, the transformations that you've, you can showcase on your show, on your sales page. That's what would help a person go, okay, I don't know who this guy is, but holy crap, he's getting results for these people. Look at how much money they're making now just from working with him. I will pay money so that I, like you, you wanna have people go, I want to pay you so that I can get to, to to have your magic. And whether they know you or not, it doesn't matter because it's about the results. People want the results. And if you could get it for them, then that then that's worth charging for. And I think that I agree with Jake. I think that the 2000 to $2,500 price point makes the most sense for a copywriter that you know is legit. There's a lot of terrible copywriters out there that will charge basically the same amount. And by you playing the pricing game of just going cheaper just to earn people's trust, is is that that's a race to the bottom. And, and I don't think you want to play that game. Okay. And uh, when it comes to pricing and doing a pre-launch, how do you recommend I look at the price in this case? Because it's a service. It's not a info, info product. It's not a course. So one way I kind of have structured my offer is 
only for those who booking me uh, for during the pre-launch. I also give them access to the masterclass version, which is a recorded thing, showing them how it's done. So you just don't get something from me, but you also get how I do it. Yeah. I think bonuses are, are, are a great way to do it for services because if you just kind of say, hey, it's a little bit cheaper, I mean, you can offer a small discount or something, but don't do it too much because then that eats into your own time. But a bonus is definitely a great way to do it and a little bit more access to you would be the other way, right? You, you, for, for the beta students or for your pre-launch, maybe you might say, you know, hey, you get an additional call with me um, or, you know, we, we have group calls so we can all do this together that I will not include in future launches because I want to make sure I, I'm here for you as you go through this. So that, that's a great way to do it. I think, I think you're on the right path for sure. But I hope this conversation helped, Karthik, and it sounds like we unlocked a lot of new avenues for you and, and, and a lot of things that were perhaps holding you back. So I'm, I'm just really grateful for you, Karthik. Where can people go to check you out? designyourthinking.com that's that's where i have all my all my work so the launch plan podcast is the podcast designyourthinking.com forward slash launch is where you'd go to listen to some of the some of the best conversation around launching products uh, especially online courses love it yo thank you so much for today and for opening up and for being vulnerable here i'm just so glad to finally get a chance to speak with you and thanks for being a member of spa pro thanks pat Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Karthik. You can find him again at designyourthinking.com. And copywriting is something that's very, very important. And to know that he got inspiration from somebody else inside of our SPI Pro membership, it's just, that's exactly why we have what we have, which is SPI Pro. And I'd love to invite you to apply to it. If you go to spipro.com, you can apply. And that way we can make sure that not just you're the right fit for SPI Pro, but that SPI Pro is the right fit for you. So I'd love for you to check it out and apply because there are magical things happening in there all the time. We specifically hired people to help run and manage and help those members thrive. And I'm in there, the team is in there, Jillian and other people you've heard of from SPI Pro and of course, Karthik and a few other people too. So hundreds actually. And I'd love for you to join as well during our next open enrollment period. And uh, now's the time. Now is absolutely the time because as I'm looking at this, it looks like we have a open enrollment coming up very soon, and it's gonna be the last time that it's gonna be offered at this price point until it goes back up. So make sure to apply, spipro.com, and then if you get in, definitely definitely make sure if you have any questions to let us know because we wanna help serve you. So again, spipro.com, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast because we have another great episode coming your way next week. Somebody who is a teacher, in fact, who started something that's going kind of crazy right now, and I can't wait for you to hear this story. So till then, keep on keeping on. Thank you so much. Hit up spipro.com. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace out, and Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. 
And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.